Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 116 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor for the moment. And Damon uh, shortly. <laughs> yeah, Damon shortly. Uh, yeah. He's, he's coming. I think yeah. I said a couple uh, a couple episodes ago when he was late that he's gonna bust in like the like the Kool Aid Man, and he probably w- probably will do that again. Uh, <laughs> I you know it's 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 funny because I I sometimes see like in some of the reviews uh, people complain that like Damon shows up late which he very rarely does but like you know we we all have schedules here we we've got lives mm-hmm. and we've got stuff going on so you know sometimes things happen so it's happened and, to all of us and truth be told you know you and I both only have one child to yeah. worry about yeah. he has three <laughs> so yeah, exactly you know i i totally respect the fact that you know he even makes the time for this because yeah you know he has a lot going on in his life <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. not that we don't but you know it's it is it's tough it's it's yeah. tough to make time for this kind of stuff sometimes and so i uh i always think that's interesting cause, especially since he doesn't really show up late all i mean i think it's like once or twice i mean it's not I, like a common thing <laughs> you know? I, I think the thing was there was a phase there when he was getting his house yeah, um, yeah. built that yeah he was you, you know that that took priority over everything which yeah is fair and listen, but yeah <laughs> listen as much as we enjoy doing the podcast and much as it's important to us you know life is more important uh you know we we've got our own personal things going on sometimes and that's always going to be more important than this so <laughs> exactly you know. yeah but if everybody wants us you know to pretend that this is the most important thing in the world we can <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh okay so we got some listener questions so yeah uh, we'll we'll go ahead and get into this and uh, before we do um so i just noticed this in the facebook group and i feel we should call it out um okay so allison uh just got engaged and congratulations uh, allison yeah and she's uh i guess she's planning to get married at paddlefish in disney springs next year so that's awesome i didn't even know you could get married at paddlefish that's pretty cool yeah well i i think I, i feel like there's lots of places that you could get married at Disney. It's just most people don't ask the question. It's probably the bigger thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of places you can go. I, I, like, if, if money was no object, like, there's... Uh, when, when like, the great movie ride, ride was still around, you could actually, like, rent out that ride and have, like, uh, a whole, like, reception within the ride path. I remember watching videos of that. Wow. Um, that of people doing that. Yeah, it would be crazy, right? I think they still do it with a couple other rides too. I'm just trying to think of what other ones, but can, can you imagine like them doing that with Rise of the Resistance? That would be. I mean, that's like, an untapped <laughs> market right there, man. Like they could probably charge whatever they wanted for that. Like, wow that that that's a crazy idea now. Like that because I, I always think of you know yeah you know in front of the castle or you're this or that right, but it's like in the middle of a ride is a really crazy idea. <laughs> and I guess they could do that. Cause like, so uh, the other one I'm remembering now was universe of energy and, and it's, it's all those rides that don't have like a track track. They just kind of yeah, have a floor. It's, it's you big know? enough. Yeah. It's, it's wide and there's yeah. nothing obstructing people from getting in and out. Yeah. Oh man. Can you imagine that? That'd be super cool. <laughs> Sorry. Man. I, I hope Allison, we're not giving you crazy ideas now, but, um, you know, we'll, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, 
yeah, you I, know, if money's no object, well, you know, then go that route. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what but, ride would uh, you get married in, Trevor? If you had, the, what, if, if, if any ride or a ride that would actually make sense. Let's let's pretend like you could accomplish this on any ride. Um, my my as we were talking, my initial thought went to. As weird as it sounds, the haunted mansion. No, that's where mine went too, Trevor. I'm with you. <laughs> that's exactly where my head went. Because, <laughs> like, because, like, they have a ballroom. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> oh wait, so you want to like go down to the set, like, and get yeah. married in the ballroom scene? Yeah. Oh man. Now here's the question: Is the is are all your guests go in within the doom buggies? Uh, you know, going by slowly as the as the ceremony's going on. <laughs> Maybe for the greeting, you know, you know, they have like yeah. the greeting line. You know that that yeah. would work there. But yeah, it, it's perfect. I, yeah, I I don't know how many people would enjoy you know getting you know two or like thirty seconds of passing by the wedding reception <laughs> that's true that's yeah. but you could like play the audio from it through like the speakers and the doom buggies and there, there you go you're good yeah you don't need to see exactly. the whole thing you just need to hear it right <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh this is crazy yeah. i but seriously though that's a crazy idea to do it in rise of the resistance that'd be amazing it'd be very cool or even yeah. just like even just like in galaxy's edge in general just like somewhere like in the streets there i think there would be there'd be some coolness to that yeah i i've seen enough you know, people do Star Wars themed weddings. That definitely seems like the next level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But not, and this is you know, this is not to uh, to downplay paddlefish. That's very cool. I, I'm yeah, just sorry, saying. We, you, yeah, we we went down a rabbit hole there. Sorry. Yeah, a <laughs> little bit, a little yeah. bit. But I mean, I remember seeing videos of people doing it. I mean, unfortunately, I guess they can't really do it too much anymore because they got you know those two. Both of those two things are gone unless they're going to do it in you know Mickey and Minnie's railway, which I doubt they're going to do. But you know, maybe they could do that someday. But, uh, you know, that's something you could do. And, and plus, if money's no object, too, you can also, like, shut down the Magic Kingdom in the morning and, like, you know, get married in front of the castle. There's been there's been lots of videos of that. Uh, yeah. So I think Disney themselves have uh, put out stuff around that. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> so congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that in the group. We appreciate it. Yeah. The, you know, and, and I guess to follow up on that, you know, you know, thanks for sharing your engagement announcement with us. And, um, you know, I would be curious to see the follow up on that after you do get married. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to know, you know, like what kind of theme you're going for the wedding. You're going like full on Disney or is like, is it going to just be like little touches? Like we didn't go full on in mine. Like we had just like little touches of things, you know, nothing crazy. Uh, but I, you know, I'm always curious if people are doing those theme weddings or, or whatever they're doing. So exactly. All right. Um, do we want to, <laughs> yeah, you want to read Francisco's question? Yeah. Um, I think this is a really loaded question. Francisco, you're going really heavy on us. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Francisco says a question and or food for thought. Disney created the bungalows, grand villas, tree houses, and cabins as cash cows to pull points from, or yeah, this isn't pull really a from question. When needed, yeah. pull, pull points from when needed to increase in other areas. Sorry, what? <laughs> it's not really a question. I, it, I think it's, it's, it's more of a statement, yeah. right? So I mean, so go ahead. Dis- sorry, Disney created the the these like high end type um, places that you can use your points. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I guess where sorry, I don't understand where he's I, going I think with we're that. Fr- I think what he's trying to say is like 
when they want to like reallocate the points that they could make, they could easily lower the the points in the uh, bungalows and then uh, up them elsewhere. I think is what he's trying to say. Oh, but I, I see. Yeah, but I don't. I don't really see it that way. I kind of just think that's a. I don't think that they thought about it that way, but I think it's a unintended consequence. Maybe I, I think they were just looking for more some really exclusive upscale accommodations to, and the grand villas. I mean, they they serve a purpose too. They're not in the tree houses, all that stuff. I mean, the only one you could really argue with, uh, you know, and do so, you know, with a with a good good amount of information behind it is the bungalows because the bungalows do feel. A little much uh, for how many points they cost and stuff like that. But the other ones, to me, are just high capacity rooms that are needed, you know, for for DVC members. So I, I feel like in other resorts they they step up, right? Like you go from studios to one bedroom, two bedroom, and and all that, right? But I, yeah, I think the reason that the bungalows look so harsh is that there's it's just studio or bungalow. Like there there's a very wide gap, yeah, between either of those. And I, and I can see why, yeah, that, that looks bad because it's like, you know, we, we, we priced out staying in a bungalow and it's like, I don't have enough points to stay in a bungalow for a week. I could maybe get away with two nights, but that's assuming that like I had a whole bunch of extra points left over. I was going to say, you could stay there for two nights and then use your, your, all your points for like the next two years, basically. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. It's like, yeah. It's they're, they're pricey. I mean, I would love to stay in one at some point. I, I'd like to stay at the ones at, at Wilderness Lodge personally. Uh, no offense to Polly. I just would like to do those, but uh, you know, it's just, they're so pricey. That's all. I mean, you know, there's a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's, yeah, I, I don't know if there's <laughs> like I, I don't know if Francisco Cisco just wanted our thoughts on that or if he wanted I, us to. I I think I think Francisco's looking at it for more of like a Disney purposely created these super high priced accommodations in order to you know mess with the rest of the system and I mean I, maybe they did I I don't know what their intention really is but I I mean I I guess I just don't I don't I assume that they didn't do that. To, to, to uh purposely take advantage of people. But you know I, I honestly I, know. I honestly feel it's the same as like Club thirty three is that they're they're trying to offer a like I know we're already talking about deluxe resorts with DBC, but they're talking about, you know, for for a really truly premium experience, you know, you have these yeah, accommodations that are just beyond anything you would find in a hotel like it's you know it's crossing over into like a like renting a condo kind of thing yeah. right yeah so that's the way i see it and yeah I, I know what he's saying about you know the the point balance definitely it, it does mess with the larger system but um i i think that's also part of their plan too is that it gives them the flexibility to to control that and to allow people to um you know, at certain points, like obviously right now, they the point chart adjustments going into the next couple of years, it's obvious that they're trying to make people spend more points because they know that there's a surplus of points because of everything yeah. that happened in the last year, right? So, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, I, I don't think it was, you know, diabolically their intention but i think you know they're definitely glad that they have that as an option <laughs> and, and truthfully it certainly it could be i mean it yeah. could have been a diabolical plan by them we don't really know but i i just don't i mean it just doesn't feel like that that was what they were intending to do there so yeah 
Bobby wants to know if, if you could go to only one sit-down restaurant at Disney Park, which would it be? So I, you're saying I, I go for a whole trip and I just have one choice of a, of a sit-down restaurant. Is that, I'm, I'm guessing that's how we're, we're looking yeah. at this one, right? Um, Does, can I say Space 220? Of course you can. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't, it's not open yet, though. Like, it so, could be terrible. But, like, I just, that's the only place I want to eat. I want to well, go there. Well, well, then your trip is going to have just a very disappointing no, sit-down experience. I, you, you can't, you can't <laughs> list David things that don't exist. Hi, David. <laughs> All right. All right. Fine. Uh, I'm going to go Via Napoli, then. Because I love that. We go there every single time. I love that. Place. Yak and, yak yeah, and Yeti for me. And... Y- I know you're not going to like this, but I want to go to the primetime fifties diner. Nice. Well, it doesn't matter if I we don't you like might it go- as long as you like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to go Ohana, Trevor. I thought you were going to no. go Homer's. Actually, no, I, uh, Ohana is nice, but I would rather go to primetime fifties diner. I love, well, see, that's, I think my second, if I had to go on this would actually be sci-fi. Cause I, I love sci-fi and, uh, and it's not even, it's not really even about the food there. It's just about the, the ambiance of that place. And, you know, I I, I love yeah. that place. So <clears throat> that would be tough for. I mean, we're just we, this was in the parks. We said right. Well, no, it can be anywhere on property. I'm, I'm saying. What's well, in a Disney park? Yeah, I think so. Okay, but yeah. keeping it to does, the park. Disney yeah. Springs count? No, though? I think we have to take. It's that. not a park. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess that Japanese place in Epcot, maybe. Uh, Takumi oh, Tay or whatever, whatever. All right. Yeah. I, I just don't think that the thing that I have is there's not a lot of good Asian food in North Carolina where, where I am. Yeah, so I think when we go to Disney, I tend to gravitate towards that. So that's kind of where I go. But then again, I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, oh, I, what did I get last time I was even there? I don't remember. <laughs> I've never actually eaten at that restaurant. I, don't I have, but I, I'm looking at the menu and saying to myself, I, I would have eaten none of this. So what could I have even have gotten? What, yeah. what could you have eaten? Say, I, <laughs> I know why I've never eaten there. It's because none of my family wants to eat there. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'd have to take that back. I mean, I don't know what the heck I could have eaten here. I'm looking at it now and there's nothing on here I would eat. Well, that actually brings us to kind of our next question, though, is from Alexis. So many amazing eating options on property. What's missing that you would add? Where would it go? Mm. That's a tough question. It's 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 almost hard to it, even think of something. Yeah, I don't know right? if anything necessarily is missing. Maybe they could be placed across the parks a little bit differently. But I think that for okay. theming-wise, I don't necessarily... Like, I wouldn't put a Chinese or an Asian fusion place necessarily in magic kingdom. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Again, for me, I would have one of those places everywhere, right. I'd have an Asian fusion or Chinese or some, something like that sort of food for me everywhere, but it just doesn't fit. So I don't know. I think sure. they do a really good job at doing what they do. It, I, I know how to solve this for you in Magic Kingdom, Damon, is that they need to expand the um, the Fantasyland, the Princesses area, okay. and they need to make Mulan. a Mulan area. Yeah. And then you can have, you know, Chinese fusion. Possible. You know, I, I, I think this is not even like a specific uh, eating type, but like uh, like restaurant place, you know, like a restaurant type. Like, I feel like Magic Kingdom is just missing a lot of sit down. Like, I feel like there needs but, to be more sit down. In Magic no, I, I think the thing is, is that, you know, we don't need everything everywhere. That's why the parks are good. Sure. And Magic Kingdom is all about that younger children 
experience with the characters. I mean, it's currently not yeah. happening, but that's what it's yeah. about. And I kind of am okay with that. I get it. I just like, I'm like looking at it. Like when I go in in April, it's like, I'm trying to like, look at where I would go for a sit down dinner for magic kingdom. And it's like, you know, Liberty tree's great. You know, I, I would, I, I've had a good meal every time I've ever gone there. Uh, you know, been to be our guest before we've done, you know, a couple of those. It's just, there's not a ton of options. I feel like, I feel like there could be more, maybe just compared to like Epcot or, uh, well, you know, Epcot's really the one that has the most. So, <laughs> but, but, but again, to, to Damon's point is that, you know, when you think about magic kingdom specifically, everything is targeted at a younger, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, a younger audience. Right. And, and Absolutely. like, to me, you know, I, the first thing when you said, you know, we were thinking about somewhere to go, I'm like, well, why wouldn't you go to crystal palace? Because, you know, for your daughter, yeah, that's like that, you know, it's, it's that perfect place. Even though I know it's buffet style and that's, you sure. know, you know, that, that does have its own issues, but you know, that, that gives the, the enough options that, you know, everybody can find something to eat there. And then also it's just generally a good experience. I just, I don't really like eating in magic kingdom, but what I find is, and, and I'm going to go back and say the nine dragons is the one I was actually referring to in China. That was my mistake. So that's the one gotcha. I've eaten at. And that's the second one. You know, I kind of take magic kingdom as a light money food day, if that makes sense, right? So I'm okay with what's offered because it's not going to destroy my budget across the board. Where look, if I'm sitting down at nine dragons, I'm kind of beat here, right? Like, I mean, everything's expensive and that's okay because I understand that. But to do, and first of all, they have banana cheesecake egg rolls. I've never even heard of such a thing. Wow. This is, (laughs) and I don't even love cheesecake. Like I said, I've, I've, I've had a better, you know, dealing with cheesecake after a food aversion, but I would definitely be down with that. I just think I have to look at certain places and say, look, with five of us, I'm trying to stay at $100 out the door or even less every once in a while. Because with five people, you're talking with tip and dessert and drinks, you know, it's expensive. So that's what I kind of look at Magic Kingdom like as my kids are older that I don't have to do the character dining. So it's kind of a, a, a nice, like I said appetizery snacky cheaper food day you you can hit up the quick service and split meals and do all kinds of just whatever stuff and not feel like you have to plan a meal yeah and it becomes cheaper because again it's very difficult every day with five people to shoot out four hundred dollars every day yeah yeah no i get that it makes total sense so I, I will say one thing though about Magic Kingdom. As we're talking, thinking about it, the the spread of like thinking about the lands. Mm-hmm. You've got, um, you know, Adventureland has a restaurant. There's one in um, Liberty Square. There's one in Fantasyland. Um, Tomorrowland doesn't have a a sit down. Like they they have a quick service, and it's like a huge yeah. quick service. But but they don't have a proper sit down. Maybe if if I was to focus in on it, I would say Tomorrowland really needs some love in that space. If yeah. if it if we were talking about you know just adding a restaurant arbitrarily, yeah, no, I, it's, it's I, such I, a I weird place though for a sit down. It is because <laughs> I already feel like you could put you could put Space Two Twenty right there. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you, you feel like Tomorrowland is? 
just from a standpoint of flow of traffic is a little bit more, I don't want to say it's more packed, but it feels more packed because there's no real flow through. It's a go in, turn around. And maybe because as you go kind of behind it, it gets more tighter, condensed and, you know, moving between Tomorrowland and, you know, one over seems tougher. I I don't know. I just feel like that area is already more packed. I don't know why. I would say the and like the the two ways in or out are can get very packed, right? Because you're one is coming from the hub, and the other one you're coming from like right, you know, right by the right by uh you know a bunch, you know, a couple lunch places, and then food, and then uh, teacups, and and seven dwarves. So like, and that whole area can get a little this messy. Seems but smaller, like yeah, but like the back corner, like by where Carousel Progress is, and where they have that stage, is I feel like is always like not that big. Maybe like I feel like it's busy when you're coming in, you know. If you ride the P from over, you can see that is that everyone kind of stays yeah. to that. U, it's a U pattern, right? Coming in, it's you know you come down the the main entrance, and then it's there's like a U that g- turns around and goes back out towards Fantasyland. Um, so yeah, you're you're right. Is that it? it it's kind of weird in terms of traffic flow that pe- there's not anything that gets people into the back corner. No, and then you have probably I would say is the most iconic ride in the park, which again can be up for debate, but I think that it, it holds a larger um, demographic. So iconic or not, I feel like being in that area has more people because the demographic of riding that ride is larger. So I just feel like it's a weird spot. I don't know if I'd want to sit down restaurant back there personally. I get that. All right. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we we we'll come back to this. I'm just I'm thinking yeah. about all this now, and yeah. And, and then there's the whole uh, there's that walkway that they shut down that used to be where the smoking section was, but that's all been closed down. Why don't we just put it underwater? Trunk construction put it under the bridge. What, what what the the you're talking about the the yeah restaurant sit down restaurant there? under the yeah. bridge. I'm down for that. That would be so cool. It's kind of interesting. Re- rebuild the lagoon where. 20,000 leagues was. Yeah. (laughs) And give me underneath right viewing of like a koi pond or something that would exist in the Florida realm. But that's not really Tomorrowland. Oh, unless your food came, unless you kind of gave it a little bit of taste of the land and our food came from, you know, fish poop, lettuce, like then, yeah, maybe I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, fish poop, lettuce. you're You're talking about the Coral Reef restaurant, which, you know, that would be like a light version yeah, of it because exactly. they already have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They should just rebuild 20,000 leagues under the sea and then they, they, uh, they'd make a really large ride vehicle and then you eat there. Like, <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, have like a, a ride, have a dinner like cruise. a train car. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You have a dinner, you have a dinner cruise or a dinner. How yeah, much would it I mean? have to cost though? See, I think the cost be prohibitive That's a good question because you're yeah, talking about be. how many people, I mean, it would have to be such an experience. But see, I, I look at something like that and think that's such a way for Disney to start locking in money with lower um, operating costs. Maybe not lower build costs, but a lower operating cost, right? Because if you signed me up for that and just said, all right, there's five of us, what would that dinner have to be? Let's call it 500, right? No characters, just 500. Becomes interesting to me. Yeah. yeah kind of like a dinner show. It'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a dinner. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Like a dinner. That'd show. be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
I feel like Jeremy doesn't listen. He to doesn't the show. because we've already answered this like a million times too. I'd say we just skip it. <laughs> All right. Jer- Jeremy wants to know if, if we're waiting to go back to the parks until everything's all the way normal. I'm going in, in, in April. And I said I'm not going until I'm vaccinated. And uh, yep. we've already been and through I, that. I can't go until travel restrictions are back to reasonable. Yes. So, Jeremy, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> he's, he, dude, he's, he's making too many memes and not actually listening to the show. He, he's listening to the show with the meme eye. Not can, with like you know. Can, can we meme this part of the show? That would that would be very meta. <laughs> that would be very meta. All right, we're never going to make Jeremy feel sad. Jer- <laughs> we love Jeremy. I just I, challenged him. I, we love Jeremy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know what? I I think I feel like uh, Damon. You should read this question as as the uh, as as the only one with a child here that's of driving age. You should read Dan's question. So have you noticed that teens today are less excited about getting their driver's license than twenty five years ago? I, that's all we need to answer. I don't think we need to finish on. So, yes, I would agree with that. But I think I was one of those people too. Now, I wasn't as bad as some of the some of the kids these days. But I mean, my birthday was in August. I don't think I got my license until October, November, maybe, maybe. I just I didn't have an interest. I don't like driving. I, I don't. If I'm on a set path, like if you tell me I have to drive from here to Disney, I will drive all the way there. And in an hour before we have to get to the parks where the driving may be a little less um, mind-numbing, like where it might take a little bit of like, ooh, I have to think about this, I'm out at that point. That's how we do all our trips. Like if we're driving to Dollywood, you know, six and a half hours away, I'll drive five and a half hours, no problem. But I just don't want to drive that last to the hotel. So for me, I'm in that same boat. My son got his license a little bit later. Um, Not super late. I think a lot of it to today is that there's um there's this whole thing about you know they get different licenses licenses than we used to so you get like a temporary you can can't drive here can drive there x amount of people in the car all that i would say that i think though that they're a little less excited but now that my son has his license you know he can drive until nine o'clock so last night he had a soccer game and it went until eight fifty by the time the coach talked to him it was like five of nine. So we had actually drive down there and then drive home with him. And I don't think he was all that excited by that. So, um, (laughs) I think it's just the way kids are these days and just, they're so used to like also having something to do. If you were to tell me, Hey, do you want to drive an hour to get there? Or do you want to sit in the passenger seat on your phone for an hour? Yeah. I'd rather sit on my phone. I think the phone has changed this whole driver situation because you know, they can actually just sit and do other stuff. It's not like they're sitting there being bored. A lot of it was, I'm bored in the car, so let me drive. And that just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, it was always about, like, the independence of being able to drive myself. And I, I you know, yeah. I was always working around that time. And, I, you know, I was, got tired of my parents driving me to work. And so, I was excited to, you know, to have a car. I, you know? So where, where I worked, I walked to. So that wasn't a problem. Um, And then for my kids these days, I'm going to say something very interesting. And I think that people think about this. Here's my situation. My son could work, right? But they both play sports and they play a lot of that sport. So let's forget about that. And let's just talk about working as a money decision. Here's my thing. My kids are straight A students. That's going to save me up until 20 grand a year in college's over four years. So let's just say that saves me 80 grand. 
I tell them that you can do what you want as long as you're doing well in school. And I don't, we don't have to talk about, you know, getting a job. Your job is school. And at that point, I look at the money situation and go, what are they going to make over the course of the year? And what does that matter at the end of the day? For me, it doesn't. So I, I taking away them understanding about money and, and all that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying from a, a fiscal perspective as an apparent, it's just not cost effective for me. So if my kid doesn't have to drive to, you know, again, work, really, he's only driving to practice. How interested is he? And as once one of your friends drives, really, then how interested are you? Like my, my younger son, you know, he said something to me because he's, you know, 15 now. And it's kind of like, well, your brother can drive you. Why do you even care? So I don't know. That's just, that's just my take on it. So interestingly, um, I actually didn't get my license until I was almost 18. So, and, and kind of similar to what you were saying, Damon, the, the whole reason for that was like, I had a job, but it was at, uh, there was a, a golf course and they had a restaurant attached to it and it was within biking distance from my house. So I would just ride my bike to and from work when I, like that was one of my first jobs. And so it wasn't until I got a job where I actually had to start driving to, to get to my job that that was kind of the, or that was the motivation for me to get my license and to get a car because, you know, it started off where, you know, my, my dad was, you know, picking me up from work and stuff. And then it was, you know, once I had enough money, um, yeah, I got my license, uh, found a, a cheap car and then that's when I really started driving. So it was more out of necessity than out of like, like, I know what you're saying, Tom, about, you know, it's nice to have the freedom and everything. And that was, you know, that, that definitely came with it is, you know, that it used to be, if I, you know, me and my friends wanted to go to a movie, we had to get on a bus and, and, and all that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, having that level of freedom was definitely nice, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough motivation. It wasn't until the job basically forced me to start driving that I actually cared about getting my license. I agree. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It makes sense. That makes sense. So, yeah, I, I don't think much has changed then based on what Dan's saying, because yeah, I got my license about 25 years ago. <laughs> Brandon brings an interesting question. I think we've talked about this though as well. I I kind of think Brandon is is off on this only because it looks like Brandon has gone during two very busy times because I see people posting outside of these two times with zero lines and like empty parks. So, I don't think we're seeing a lot of that anymore though. No, you still are. I Dr. Disney last week was posting pictures of empty Magic Kingdom like <laughs> just last week. I mean, I you know, I don't know. It sounds like he just went but, during, we went during mean, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and then But you know, the the thing yeah. is is that all right, the better experience of waiting in line. I I tend to agree with this part. I think that okay. there's a total a total miss here. Like, look, I get you have this phone app, right? And you can play some games from time to time. I just feel like what would be really neat and not hard to do, especially since we can be a proximity with, you know, the like give me a game for each one of the rides. That's 100% specific, and it's on every single ride, and it's something that you can play as a family, or it's gauged towards, let's say, the the audience. So Winnie the Pooh, honestly, so for like Winnie the Pooh, it would be a family game, right? Maybe where you, you know, it would be something like that. 
I just think that there's such a missed experience there. And I know that they try to do it. Like one of the best things, and again, is going on Space Mountain and trying to like maneuver those ships into dock. You know what I mean? Like that was cool. And it would always be one of those things where there wasn't enough of it. I almost felt like, so, you know, you might like your line might move and then you'd be stuck with nothing to do. And the kids would go wild for that. I just think there could be more being done that would cause lines to not be a big deal, but also make it very, very specific per ride so that there's no crossover. I mean, didn't they didn't they have that with the the play parks thing on the phone? I, I just mean, like, don't think it was not, done well enough either. Yeah, we, so we we tried it, and the problem was is that it was it was a bunch of um, yeah, it, it was you know little games, trivia stuff, but it it wasn't engaging enough that you wanted to open it up. Like we we looked exactly. at it once, and it was like but- it was like oh that's cool, and then we totally forgot about it. Like even when you're standing in line and you're just staring and- out. Yeah. It, into nothing. You didn't think about it. I would, I would like, think that the two places that did it the best for me, Soren, I think does a very good job, right? I think that they're the thing on the screen, but the problem is, is that it's, it's not family enough. It's not gauged. It, it's, it's adult, right? For some of those questions. Yeah. I like that though. I think that's really good. And that's always gotten us through the lines, especially as the kids have gotten older. And I'm telling you, docking those spaceships in, you know, Space Mountain, as well. But, you know, there's a lot of problems again with even with Soren is that it doesn't continue all the way down, right? Sometimes it's hard to see depending on what it, it's just, I, I just think it's such a missed opportunity. And I think Disney would be such a different experience if you said, hey, look, there's a game for every single one. Because look at it, you look at Toy Story and it's why is there not like a Toy Story game like Toy Story on your phone? before you're getting on the ride, that's something similar that you could do as kind of this lead up to what you're getting on. I just, I think that there's such this fun family feeling of Toy Story and trying to, you know, get past your high score or get higher score than your brother or sister or parent or whatever the case may be. I just think it's a little bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah, sure. I can, I can see that. I, I think what you're talking about there needs to be a little more persistent too yes. than just be on the ride. Um, so I'll see, I, I don't look at it like that. I get what you're saying, but the reason that I, maybe what I would like is that each one of the rides, to think about this, this would be very interesting. What if each one of the rides gave some sort of, um, stars right at the end of the day? And those stars were persistent across, but not necessarily the game. I, I want the uniqueness of the game to be attached to that ride only, but I wouldn't, I agree with you. It would be interesting to see some sort of overall. Could you imagine, think about it like this. Could you imagine if that existed and you could see the top 10 star getters at Disney currently family last name, or you had a list mm-hmm. that went from one to, well, again, they wouldn't want to necessarily publicize how many people are in the park, but let's just say that that list was like, you know, a point based sliding scale. That would be the coolest thing. I mean, it would be like something that the kids would would jump in on all the time. So, everything that you're describing, if if you've ever played the game Disney's Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. where you yeah. you run around the park yeah. and all the rides are actually games, yeah. that it, you're kind of describing that, but in a real world scenario, mm-hmm. exactly. With you know, you know, the extra layer of, of multiplayer on top of yeah. it. So yeah, you know, there, there's a competitive aspect to it, but. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was going with it too. Is that 
having that overarching thing that, you know, like you said, it's not that, that the ride, like the, something from the ride carries out into the general park experience and keeps you engaged as, you know, you're on a, you're on a quest or you're on a mission, you know, you know, even like, you know, they had the, of course they just took it away, but the, you know, the sorcerers of the magic kingdom. Yeah. What it was one of those things that, you know, even though you were doing it in between rides, it was still, I want that for something. rides. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it, it was, it was actually far more interesting than the rides in some cases, because there was a little bit of a story to it. It felt like you were getting, you were being drawn into a universe, right? Yeah, I want that. But during my downtime, I felt like that took yeah. away from what I was doing. Yeah, uh, no, I, I get that too. Is yeah, that that was the problem. Is you, you, Dude, the, we, the thing about sorcerers, you had to choose. We should just right? all be mining Bitcoin while we're online. Like there should be a Disney Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Like man, look at that. Right. Like and all you do is mine it yeah. while you're standing online. Like like honestly, something is crazy. Listen, not that per se, right? But just something like that. All I'm doing is while I'm online. Could you imagine if like <laughs> if it was totally like related to how long you were online? Like, and you got more points for being online longer, what that would like <laughs> change yeah. in terms of people's mentality. Oh man, this line's too short. This is some BS. I can't believe we're only getting 10 Disney Bitcoins. This is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> right. And then at the end of the day, like, who's the leader? Like, that, that's what I see. I think that there's just, there's such an avenue for the current generation of kids and the way that they think. That it's just such a missed opportunity. And, and I don't even know what, like, look, prizes. Okay. Forget it. We don't want to give away prizes. I don't even think that has to be, it doesn't even have to be prizes. I just think it's a, just a straight number game would be interesting. Yeah. Or, you know, achievement hunting. Yeah. Honestly. Achievement hunting they, would be like, fine. The Caparasso's yeah. 200 minutes online this trip. You'd be mad about that if I told you any other way, but man, if it had a plaque attached to it, we'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> I just you know I to his point I, I Brandon I think you just need to go a different week man because like you went two holiday weeks <laughs> Even the Mardi Gras week is is the President's Day week so that's that was a holiday week so those are busy times but all the other times I mean every report that I've seen has been the parks have been dead and the lines have been short I mean I, I've from countless people I, I I think you're just going during a bad time and I, I think uh, I think this is a symptom of just how it is right now that you know the parks yeah. are capped is that you know people are saving their travel for holidays you know yep so so it does look a lot worse because you've just got you know normally you would have that spread out more but people are choosing to wait until holidays because of restrictions whatever else and well, yeah yeah I find it funny though too because I I don't know if like a different kind of fast pass is the solution here obviously because if you if you talk to you know a lot of people will tell you the fast pass makes the lines longer we, you know and and, I think, which I don't know if I necessarily believe yeah, it, but, I think mm-hmm. we've talked about that part of it though we have. And, and here's the thing we have a lot more to talk about I'm gonna I'm gonna just, yeah we do we, I'm gonna we, make you guys move on. all right this yeah. is a tough one. <laughs> Lee's asking about a bachelorette party at Disney World next year I don't even think that any of us should even be answering this question. We're probably not qualified to answer this, but no, we're definitely not. Um, where would should I stay on property? I, I, you know, the problem is I don't know enough about what sort of bachelorette party this would be because there's a multitude of different kinds. I, I say we leave that one alone because I think the next one. Right, so, sorry, Lee, it's not like I just don't know how you guys get down. 
Well, well, yeah, I guess here's what I would say is, you know, you know, this was in the question thread. I would even propose break this out into a full blown discussion in the group because, you you know, obviously the three of us are not qualified to to answer that. But we have lots of people in the group that, you know, you can definitely crowdsource. Yes. Guys, I, I mean, like, listen, I feel a little qualified because when I drank around the world, I did eventually uh, end up in a group of a bachelor party. I don't know how it happened, <laughs> but <laughs> my, my wife my uh, and I and my and, and a friend of ours, we all ended up hanging out with a bachelor party. So, you know, <laughs> if but if that's what you want to do, if that's something you want to do, if you want to drink or eat around the world then stay at like Boardwalk and be close to the action there. there that's the only advice. I'll all have. right. Let's see. So the, the next one's DVC interesting. I, and I, oof, yeah. I don't even know what I would do. So this came in from Laura via email. So she's asking to debate this question. She owns 100 points at Grand Floridian and 100 points at Saratoga Springs. And she's kind of saying she'd be happy to have her all her points at Saratoga. Um, so she's talking about... Sorry, um, she said Grand Californian. So that's the problem is that it's she's split between coasts. I, okay. I mean, we can even leave that aside. I mean, I think it's just that the flex number of it's interesting, right? Because she's saying that she could sell her Californian at 229, right? And, you know, Saratoga is more around 100, low hundreds at this point, right? You know, what what would she do? She's Canadian. I, I kind of want to let Trevor answer this one. But I also want to say that, mm-hmm. man, I, I'm just a big proponent of staying as I am, right? I like things just to be easy and normal. I just don't know what the end dates are. I think Trevor can answer that because that would probably be what dictates what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a very, <clears throat> it is a very personal thing at the end of the day. Like, like I, I understand why she has points in both. Parts. I wish she told us where in Canada she lived. Yeah. I mean, th- th- that's part of it too. She, you, she could you, follow up with us. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, f- for us, it's actually easier to get to California than it is to get to Florida. So, but you know, if she's out east, it's the other way around. So I can see where it would make sense for her to want to transfer points um, away from California to uh, to Florida. Um, but then she asked, you know, it, what fees would I incur? That there is there is closing costs on when you. So when you buy a new contract, you would have to pay those costs on the new contract. So it wouldn't just be a straight, you know, you know, I took, you know. $229 a point and, you know, you know, figured out how much, how many points I get $120 a point. There is some admin costs in there, but, you know, honestly, if, if you were, if you're dead set on getting all your points at Saratoga, um, that overhead cost would be pretty minimal compared to the amount of points you would be getting. Yeah, and it, I mean, there is, you know, also commission you have to pay too, right? So when you yeah. sell a piece, the property, you got to pay some commission in there. I mean, I guess the question is, do you ever want to stay at Grand Californian again, right? That's that's really the question. Yeah, and and, th- and that's the other tough thing is that you know Grand Californian is it is uh, a prime a prime resort. You know, it's it's hard to get into. You, like, if you sell these points, you're basically saying I'm never staying at the Grand Californian again because you'll never get a seven a seven month booking window there. Or if you do, it's you know it's very needle in a haystack. So yeah. So I mean that that's a whole other discussion is you know for from your personal preference are you willing to sacrifice that. So yeah, I think um you know Laura you know send us you, you know if if you want to expand on this and and give us a little bit more information on you know what what you would hope to to get out of it like like you know which it sounds like you want to go more to Florida but you know we do need a little bit more information before we can really say 
what, like even for myself, I would personally keep the Grand Californian just because of the fact that it's such a hard resort to get into. But that yeah, doesn't and, mean that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I, this is this is going to be an excellent transition because I would also reach out to to the folks at DVC Resale Market, ask them about you know what the closing costs are, about you know what any costs for purchasing and for selling are, and uh, that actually leads us right into our. Well, no, our it doesn't because I'm not done yet. So hold on, I, I have another. Oh, you're I have not- a follow up <laughs> now. So here, he, I thought you were done. Here, okay. Here's a question. I, I was until I started thinking about this because of what Trevor said. Because it's so hard to get that reservation is it worth renting those out from a cost standpoint because again right it must be more worthwhile to rent out those and then just renting every year the points at saratoga like is that would that put money in your pocket it kind of sounds though that she wants to use the proceeds from selling grand Californian to buy more saratoga but but hold on a second but here's the thing though what if i had the same amount of days of vacation but i was putting money in my pocket Every year, yeah. I mean, is that yeah. possible, yeah. Trevor? Is that is that how that would work? Um, I mean, potentially, because because the thing is, is yeah, renting Saratoga points is not anywhere near as expensive as renting Grand Californian points. Oh, I, so, I yeah, I like that idea. I like the idea of giving myself extra money on vacation and still just not having to do anything, and, and then also keeping the the window open for yeah bookings when you want them yeah i like that idea that, that yeah you're right that that sounds kind of like it's the best of both worlds in terms of the dollar value but then yeah you're still limited by the seven month or well actually no you're not because you could rent points from somebody you know at 11 months um right yeah you, you do you yeah do a first year rental and then bank that money and then you'd be able to do that yes at the at this at the whenever whenever month window I don't know. Yeah. I like that idea. I'd have to see the numbers on it, but that sounds interesting. All right, Tom, now you can go. Um, so, so yeah, as we've been talking about, you know, uh, DVC Resale Market um, is is our sponsor this week. So DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC company, is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 90% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2020, DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to dvcresalemarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS as 382-7767. And when you do speak to them, let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right. So okay. we have <laughs> we have a follow up uh, from uh, Ashley's question from last week. She she emailed us back, um, and I don't know, Damon, if you want to take this one because it was a lot about Hilton Head. But sure. Um, um, so she answers, yeah. I guess, some of our questions. She said, you know, thanks for answering my question. For the most part, Damon talking about Hilton Head helped me understand the aspect of it. Um, it's just talking about how it died down early. Blah 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 blah. Um. It said, so what I think we should do is just talk them into an every other year Disney trip with us and skip the beach. <laughs> it does sound like Hilton Head isn't a great idea to buy into for us. So definitely a Disney property, which I'm now looking into, though I'm now wondering if converting points to RCI would be worth it and try to find places in Ocean City, Maryland. I'm guessing it depend on what hotels they have in Ocean City, Maryland. Okay. So, all right. I, this is, this is an interesting one. So, cause I'm going to Hilton Head on RCI points. It, it's too, <clears throat> 
I think it's a little too restrictive, I feel like, and there was not a lot of places. And I think if there's not a lot of places in Hilton Head, there's probably not a ton of places in Ocean City, Maryland. But it just, I guess it kind of depends on what you're looking for. So there are, I guess, a lot of, I mean, there was, a, there was enough. It, I'm a Hilton Head snob is the problem. So for me, I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily love all the places that RCI is suggesting, suggesting I can use my points. So I don't know if I'd be doing RCI. And it's also not super duper easy. I mean, it wasn't hard, but it wasn't. I wouldn't want to get into that every year personally. Yeah, I get that. That that uh, that makes sense. So, yeah. And I mean, I don't know if I don't I wouldn't say that RCI isn't a great use of your points. I It's not like when you use them for like a cruise where it's like not a great value. It's Which just, always, it's just debatable, like, Tom. You keep saying that, but I would debate that back and forth about a cruise. People have done the math on this. Yeah. Re, 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 it depends a lot on what room you're going to, what cruise you're going on, how sure. many people. So I, I don't necessarily agree. It's not a great use of your points in comparison to other things, but that's yeah, fine. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. So maybe I'll use a different example than Damon. It's not a great use of your points, like to stay at a non DVC resort at Disney World. Ooh, it's, that's it's interesting. a lot more points. I've never seen the number, so I, I I won't I won't say. It's a lot more points to stay there than than it would be uh, otherwise. So it, it, if you look at it, how many points it would cost versus paying cash, it's just not mm-hmm. worth it. So. But I, I, as far as RCI goes, I, I don't, I, you know, honestly, I don't know off the top of my head if it's if it is a great use of points or not. I, I, I don't know if the value there is. Uh, is so, so, so not it, it's not apples to apples. But I did look into RCIs for hotels in my area, specifically around Banff and Canmore in Alberta, and um, for the cost of me converting points, um, basically, I would get about three days stay at one of these resorts for using five days worth of points in Disney. Well, that's an interesting way to look at it actually. Okay. So, yeah. because, so and that, that was, that was what made me decide against it was, I was like, well, for the same amount of points, that's the majority of my week in Disney, but I'm only getting three days at a, sure. at so a place I, on RCI. I think, I right? think a lot of, again, there's points are so subjective in terms of, you know, where you are in life, what you're doing, and how many times you go to Disney, and kind of where you are in your your Disney life, right? So I'm definitely in a different Disney place than I was when the kids were younger. We're in more of the food attraction Disney life than we are in the character, you know, Disney life, let's say, right? So it makes a little bit of a difference. I think the nice thing about it is, especially when you're talking about buying into it, is the RC... I points allow you to go pretty much anywhere. And if it's just at a lull, you know what I mean? Like, so I look at it like this. I mean, my kids love Disney from what I understand. I'm not in their head. Right. And I don't know what their significant others will be like. I don't know. I don't know any of that. So if there was a flip and like, Hey, the kids are like, man, you know, I just don't really want to do Disney. My, you know, significant other does not care for it or whatever the case may be. The option of RCI becomes less about points and just more about family, right? And I think that's where this trade-off of points from RCI, and again, this is exactly kind of what she's saying, right? Like, she's it's a family vacation with not just her family. It is, it is like Trevor said, it's very difficult to pinpoint what that means. Now, Trevor's information is super informative, but again, if Trevor was on an off-Disney cycle, does it matter that it's three days to the five? Probably not. You're right. Yeah, and And that's exactly the point, is that you know, 
I I wrote it off because I would rather go to Disney right now if I wasn't caring about going to Disney. Yeah, I would take a, you know three days at one of these resorts. It's, it's very underrated that Disney gives us this option, and I think that we have to remember that it is definitely a great thing to have. I don't know. That's the way I look. So, so yep. I, I, I guess I the thing, the, the overall thing here, we were, I think we're all saying is, you know, don't don't buy into Disney purely because of RCI, but keep it in your back pocket because. Yeah. Things may change. And I appreciate all of her information. I still can't answer her question, though, right? Because I just don't know <laughs> what that means yeah. for her, because it's the same thing for me. What does going yeah. to Hilton Head mean for me on RCI points? I don't know. I'll probably have a better idea after. I can tell you that it would not be a place that I would – the places that I'm going to, right, with the RCI points are not places I would normally stay at. So, again, it just really depends. And, you know, right. maybe this is going back to, you know, if you really want to go to – non-Disney um, Hilton Head, you know, rent out your points and plan that Hilton Head trip, you know, with yep. rented points. So, you know, just take RCI out of it altogether. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we should move on because we got a ton of stuff left and we're almost an hour yep. in already. So, uh, Damon, Damon, your random topics of the week that I forgot to put in the uh, outline <laughs> if you want to talk about your random I try topics. to send Tom information beforehand so he can actually, like, put them in and then he just doesn't i guess because he doesn't like me i mean hold on a sec like i usually do i just forgot (laughs) yeah 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 all right i have so i have some interesting things to discuss so i know that trevor and myself i don't know how far tom was along in the process we're chit-chatting with uh raymond kinman who is a master woodcarver and you can see all this stuff everywhere but i think the big one is right winnie the pooh and indiana jones right are those the big ones at disney he's an imagineer yeah Yeah. winnie the pooh is his biggest yeah yeah one anyway i mean he posts stuff um in the different groups and this stuff is just phenomenal i know trevor had looked into it and it kind of come back to me and and what was the timeline it was two years right yeah it was it was about that i believe and yeah, the, the 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 problem was more that yeah, we we didn't have a clear vision on what we wanted either. Okay. So <laughs> so so anyway, I reached out to Raymond yeah. because, you know, I, I just I, I don't know, something just kinda it was a bug, right? So after Tre- Trevor had kinda sent that information over to me, and I know that he has talked about his students that he's been teaching doing some woodworking and, and that their schedule was a little more freed up than his. So anyway, I've um now been in contact with one of his students that will be doing a piece for me. And I think she said it was going to be the five, six month window. So we are doing a Scrooge Goldie, Louie Dewey. I think Louie Dewey and Webby. So the, each of the family members in our family as a character from the 2017 DuckTales. And that's going to be the piece. So it's going to be a journey. And and hopefully I get a lot of pictures throughout the journey because I'm excited about that. Yeah, that'll be cool to kind of see it getting like done as it's as it's going. Like if they send you progress pictures, that would be really cool. I can tell everyone that the progress pictures for my dog's custom kennel showed up. So hopefully, I'm getting that next week. I know somebody had, in the group had asked about that, so I'll have pictures of that when it comes. But I'm kind of excited for that as well. All right, let's see what else did I have? Oh, Vero Beach. I think that we may be doing Vero Beach for Thanksgiving. I don't know if- to like the actual Disney Vero yeah, Beach yeah, yeah. resort or somewhere nope, else. No, okay. no. So the, the actual Disney resort because I think I'm I'm not going to be ready to go back to Disney by next Thanksgiving, but I think I could go to Vero Beach, and I kind of wanted to go to all the places anyway. So I think that that's one that's kind of a tough sell during normal times 
but might be interesting, you know, to go to. So I think that we're going to go Thanksgiving of 21. So anybody that wants to go is more than happy to, uh, we could do a, a welcome home Vero beach meetup. Anyway. So I think that, oh, nice. yep. I think that was one thing. And then I had one more thing, but see, since Tom didn't put them in there, I kind of forgot what that last one was. The quiz. Um, was it the quiz? Uh, yes. Yes. So we, we do have a Disney quiz coming up. I, I think that there was something else, but I think the Disney quiz is coming up. I'm going to release that next week. Um, I'm ex- kind of excited for that. I just have to do a little cleanup. We had a lot of nice people look at it and kind of tell me where all my terrible grammar exists, which I appreciate without a doubt because I definitely, um, definitely have that. I guess that was it, Trevor. Yeah. I'm, I'm going back and looking back. I guess that was it. So yeah, the quiz was the other one. Yeah. So, so those are the three things. Oh, and I have to talk about bacon because I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about bacon. <laughs> I, I put my, I put my blondie recipe out there. I, I'm not usually the sort of person that would give recipes out, but I was, uh, I, I felt that the group deserved the blondie recipe, if nothing else. <laughs> and I felt like I have to speak about bacon because any, just so anyone that doesn't understand how I work, when you tell me you don't like to hear about something, it kind of means you're just going to hear more about it. But I don't really have any baking discussed outside of that. So, all right, all right. Well, we'll keep. You know, maybe maybe that minimal amount is going to be okay. <laughs> you know, I, I I was thinking about after I saw that thread, and you know, the whole reason that I think we've gotten to this point is because you know, it, like we've said, you know, we're none of us are going to Disney immediately you know obviously it's been a long yeah. time and and we do have to find things to talk about and i feel that you're discussing your baking damon you know you were you were doing it from the lens of you know comparatively to um 100 uh, percent gideon's, gideon's right yeah so yeah so it's it's related that's how it started, that, yeah, how it started. started. And, and this is yeah. this is what i would say is that at the end of the day disney again right i just said it disney is more about food for me right now where we are in our stage in life and with the kids and all that. So talking about food, I mean, is the same, you know what I mean? Like it all kind of ties in, I feel like to, um, you know, what we're doing in terms of our Disney vacation per se. Well, it's right. good. We have a whole food section at the end of this thing. So I, I'd like, I'd like to talk about that. I, I'm going to address one more thing though, real quick, just because again, I want Tom to be annoyed by how long the show goes on. Cause I can tell he's already getting frustrated. So it's, it's even better for me. I'm not getting frustrated. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just trying to move us along. We got a lot to um, talk about. That I now. would say that, you know, we appreciate the reviews on, on iTunes, but realistically, the people that are like, Damon doesn't even want to come on to the show. If Damon did not want to come on to the show, you know what Damon would do? Not come on to the show. So I, at the end of the day, everyone that says that, think about what you're actually saying, because you kind of sound foolish at this point. It's been over a hundred and something episodes. So, Come on now. Yeah. I, and we actually addressed this a little bit at the beginning of the show before okay. we got on Damon. It's like, we've got lives outside of this. Like we, and, and you've got a more complicated life than Trevor and I do. Cause you have, you have three times the kids yep. we do. So, you know, you've got, you've got more kids than we do. You've got more going on and more sport, you know, like if there's life gets in the way sometimes, and that's what it is. It's not that Damon doesn't care. It's just sometimes there's other I things going not, on that he's got to, I would not so, post you know. in the group every day or get on the shows. Yeah. Come on now. Like I said, if you want to give me a bad review for something else, that's absolutely fine but at this point at 116 episodes it's just a little ridiculous yeah and like i said you know i i I respect the fact that you do take the time to you know make this part of your schedule because we know that you're and we all have i think the other thing is too is we all have different pieces 
that, you know, fit for what we do for the the show, right? Like, and at the end of the day, yeah. like I do so much in the group. If you're not in the group, like if you're in the group, how even ask that question? But even if you're outside of the group, come on. But anyway, all right. So, so, so what do we got? We got a lot of nighttime shows I don't care about. Oh, no, we have well, more DVC was- news first. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Grand Californians reopening May second, uh, so that's cool. With, with uh, nothing I mean, else, just to be yeah. clear, they they made it very clear that like nothing else is open at that point. So, well, Downtown Disney is open, if but that's, that's it. Points, nothing though, else it makes sense. Okay, so so yeah. da- Downtown Disney in Disneyland is nothing like Disney Springs. Nothing like just Disney just so you know, it's like, no, no, I know, I know. <laughs> like it's it's well, smaller for sure. Well, it, is there as much food there, Trevor, or no? Um, it, well. <laughs> They closed down some of the places with the intent because they were going to build that new hotel and everything. So a lot of the stuff is closed down at the moment. There, there's some decent places, but there's no like, there's no amazing sit downs. Like, like I, it's yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was gonna say like I think about the last time we were there, and it was like the the biggest draw for us was eating at Earl of Sandwich, and there was a Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Terrible. So if that yeah, if that tells you anything, that tells me an awful lot. Yeah. By by the way, speaking of food, uh, my my mom went to Disney Springs over the weekend and got Gideon's. I I totally forgot to mention this. <laughs> and she didn't she share it with great. you. No, what's that? And she didn't share it with you. Wait, did she? She shared. Did she fly or drive? Um, uh, she drove. She they they live they live an hour away. So they were, they just went to, they went to homecoming and had some lunch and then walked around and they saw Gideon's and they, they, I told her that that was the place we were talking about. Gideon's is so interesting. I'm still, again, like, I think I finally perfected this chocolate chip recipe based on what Gideon's (laughs) had. And I'm going to tell you, it was a combination of Gideon's and I've never heard of this before. It's called crumble. I haven't heard of that either. So I guess they either have a store or something else as well. And um, I, I kind of took a little bit of each one of those recipes and um, pretty much perfected the chocolate cookie. So I'd actually be – I think I'm going to go to Gideon's just to to mock them at this point. <laughs> well, she said the cookie was fantastic. She also got a red velvet cake. I did not hear how good the red velvet was. So Red velvet cake um, cookie or red velvet cake? No, straight up cake. They also uh, – I'm just – I'm not – red velvet cake is like – it's such a sham. <laughs> it sh- really is <laughs> yeah i gotcha well you also don't like the cream cheese icing right? no no i do not you but i mean that I, even red velvet cake without cream cheese icing is still a sham for me yeah i gotcha i get it <laughs> well back to grand california yeah, for we, a second. yeah. Oh, wait so i i mean i think disneyland i think is expecting to to reopen sometime this summer and then there's points, been some man. you know still gotta burn points yeah, you gotta burn that, points yeah still gotta burn points but i'm that, just saying this is exactly good progress it, yeah this is yeah, good progress and, and and you know this is what happened with some of the uh the disney world resorts last year is that they were open ahead of when the parks opened again so you know it, it is a good sign that things are you know they are they have a plan and they obviously they're planning to get back to normal at some point here. Um, it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's so just, overdue, know. right? Yeah. Well, they, unlike Disney world, they, they're, they're literally not allowed to open yet, but it looks like some of the local governments in the state, you know, the state is looking to, to try to expedite that a little bit, try to change some of the rules too. So, yeah. um, seems like they're gonna, they're maybe going to open sooner than that, but we haven't really still haven't had any indication of what's going to happen for Disneyland. So, but I, I, I think based on what I've, what I've read that the uh, CEO has said, I think they're kind of looking to the summertime, uh, you know, maybe late summer to reopen. So depending on if they're allowed to or not. So, so ne- yeah. <laughs> Next is Tom's favorite thing with the harmonious nighttime show at Epcot. Yeah, 
What do you mean? Your my favorite, favorite thing of the the whole discussion today? Why is that my favorite? I thing? I just think it would be. I don't think I'm. I, I don't mean, think I'm I, wrong either. I love I love a nighttime show. No, I'm excited to talk about food because I'm going to get to go to this food festival and I'm excited to talk about the food. So, um, no, I'm I'm excited for this. I I just think this is more of a sign of Disney World, you know, starting to you know expecting to get back to normal and. Uh, you know the the idea that they're they're promoting uh, to corporations that they uh, packages that include private viewing of Harmonious in October uh, tells me they're either going to debut this at the the beginning of the 50th anniversary or they're going to do it sometime sooner. I mean they're they're already testing it. They they brought out the gigantic six story barge that sits in the middle uh, and they're they're doing some tests. So I mean I guess it could start earlier, but. Um, I, I, I would doubt that they're going to wait that long. I don't know if it's ready to go. I, I feel like they've just spent so much time, money and effort on this that they, they'll do it sooner, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't see why they would wait on this for the 50th, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I think, I think it's going to come, but it, it's, it's not going to be like, they're not going to announce it like months in advance. I think you'll probably hear like a month ahead and they'll be like, oh yeah, we're starting, harmonious because the park is now open till 10 o'clock or something like that yeah yeah like that that'll be kind of how it lines up i think yeah and i just wanted to talk about this briefly actually i I don't want to get all into the show i just think it's it's interesting that they're advertising that this is going to open in october uh and we're going to be open by october you know so hoping that means that this is going to be sooner i mean i'm not listen i'm not expecting it to be to be going when i'm there in april like uh, that's definitely out for me but i I, i'm thinking maybe sometime in the summertime or or the early fall they might they might start doing it so see uh, it wasn't that long of a discussion that's all i wanted to to mention i I just thought that was interesting i I think this next thing is even more interesting i'm pretty psyched about this and i i put this on here to you know even though we usually don't talk disney plus so th- this is this is dangerously getting ho- close to these are these rabbit holes that I love going down. Oh, uh, and oh. <laughs> and I don't I, I yeah, I so uh, uh the yeah, okay. The the show is called The Society of Explorers and Adventurers or SEA for short. Um which th- this ties back to like the Adventurers Club, this ties into the Jungle Cruise, this ties into Tower of Terror, even in Tokyo, um, it, it, it's this it's this fictional explorers club, and like all the it, it sounds like the show is you know following all the stuff that that the explorers club goes through, and oh geez, there's I, such a huge history behind. Yeah, I I love this kind of stuff. I, yeah. I I just I love the whole idea of it and like like it's all that indiana jones and that um and i think i think the big takeaway from this is that you know society of explorers and adventurers show is coming as well as multiple series of shows related to disney attractions right so so this is just kind of the uh, the tip of the iceberg and what i'm gonna tell you is is that what i've seen on secret of sulfur springs which is now in episode nine, which was phenomenal, by the way, is such a different Disney than what I'm used to. And and not in terms of, you know, it's a little scary. Not listen, let me rephrase that. It's not scary for me as an adult. My daughter is like, Ooh, that's interesting at 10 years old. It's so different. And I think even as you know, we we've gotten shows like Andy Mac as Disney has grown, I'm more excited about, this than I would have been prior to that whole new take on Disney shows. Okay. That that's what I would say. And I hope 
that what we're going to get from this is something that borders on that same sort of, you know, family, but, you know, can be enjoyed by everyone at different levels. Just like, look, Gravity Falls is that same show, even though it's packaged in a different candy wrapper, right? Gravity Falls is ridiculous as an adult, (laughs) you know, and I think that's where, you know, we kind of look at it and say, okay, if they're on that trajectory for these shows and it can be a little bit of both, I'm even more excited. And I think they've started to prove to us they can do that. Yeah. Well, and and what they're talking about here is in the show, the theme lands and characters of Disney parks and classic films actually exist in another reality. And they're talking about making like a big interconnected universe, similar to like the, the Marvel cinematic universe where like all of this stuff is interconnected. If they can pull that off, it's going to be, it's just going to be amazing. It's going to be so cool. And, and you look at what it is and I don't see why they couldn't. Right. So if I take like the jungle cruise and tower terror, You know what I mean? Like, they can exist in the same world. I mean, gosh, we have, you know, we have the Wuzzles in DuckTales at this point. Well, not the Wuzzles, right? In DuckTales at this point. So, yeah, if that can exist, then uh, I think they can put anything together. I just, have, have they told us if it is animated or live action? That has We're making an assumption, right, that it's live action, I think. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it's live action. I ju- I'm just guessing that it's live I action. I surely hope um, so. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, uh, Disney after, hasn't commented on this, by the way. Sorry, go ahead. After everything they've done with WandaVision, they'd better do this live action. <laughs> because there's no reason that they can't do something on the same level. I think that they're they're starting to <laughs> have to compete with shows that you would think that they're already competing with, and they're not. So they are not competing with Harry Potter. At this point, right? Those are two audiences that may, you know, share a Venn diagram at some point, but are in theory two totally separate things, right? Like what, what do we put against Harry Potter from the Disney world right now? Not a lot. Sorcerer's sure. Apprentice. <laughs> Nothing, right? I, I yeah, think that no. this is, no, you're right. This is kind of their way to jump in there. And I think that Netflix has shown us that it can be done very successfully now with the level of CG at a lower production cost and you can grab your audience. Look, there's a lot of interesting stuff that's been popping up on different venues, right? Like fate, the Winx tale, right? There's very cool things from the fantasy realm that are popping up and the CG is very well done. The costs are still kept pretty low in terms of what we're seeing. And I think that from a live action standpoint, Disney can really do that. And they can also grab that audience that they're, they're, they may be missing a little bit. I think if they play to the same audience that they're, that like, you know, Luca and, you know, Ray and the last, I, I don't think that's the audience that this should target. And I'm very, very hopeful that it's the next audience up that we're looking at for these shows. Yeah. So, so the way I'm looking at it is I, I remember from, Growing up is, you know, back in the 80s, there was, there wasn't a ton of them, but like movies like the Goonies. Yeah, give me the Goonies of this. Yeah, Goonies, Indiana Jones, you know, not, not pure fantasy, but adventure fantasy, right? Like, like just, you know, people going off on adventures and and there can be an aspect of supernatural to it. And there wasn't, but it's that, yeah, but, but there is, at its core, it's, you know, 
mainly just watching an adventure, right? And I, I feel that is sorely missing right now in TV. Uh, or I, so, at least I haven't found something that's hooked me that same way. So what's interesting is is that there is a show, I think it's called Finding Ohana. Um, yes. Okay, yeah. So Finding Ohana, yeah. which to me was like this direct rip of Goonies, too much so. For, for my liking. I mean, it was still, it was worthwhile for the adventure, but I was like, ah, right. It's supernatural as well. The whole, everything you're describing, um, it just was a little bit more of a re, you know, it was more of a reboot. Retelling. Yeah, it was a retelling. Yeah. I just, but something like that. Yeah, I would agree, Trevor. I think a good one of those in a universe that exists in there, and it's just so much there. There's just so much there. So much. Oh, yeah. But, and that's where but, I was saying, you know, that this, this is a rabbit hole. Like I, you know, I've, I've been to the adventures club. I went there when it was open and, you know, what happened? That was on my, with the movies. That was on my honeymoon. Like, <laughs> but, yeah. but how does the movie universe of the jungle cruise play into this? It's a good question. It, maybe yeah. it doesn't at all. I, I you hope know, maybe, it does maybe not. it's completely separate. Yeah. I, yeah, it's maybe I'm guessing it's going to be completely separate because it seems like they're just kind of starting this up right now, you know, and and they're just kind of starting this new cinematic universe. I think feel like it's a new idea, and the Jungle Cruise movie has been you know done for like a year or two so, now. So, so let yeah. let me say this is you know, I, sorry, I'm going to keep mentioning WandaVision because somebody called out on the group. Was it Dan? Is it? Yeah. I think it was Dan. So we it, haven't mentioned WandaVision. Yeah. No, I, I, I no, it wasn't Dan. It was Dan. Dan. Or was it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's always there. Thought, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, it is always there. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm, I'm going to call out WandaVision again. Is that where, so I've been looking into, you know, all the little hints and nods and everything. Yeah. And, um, somebody brought up again on the internet and, and it's theory, but it, it makes sense that going as far back as Spider-Man far from home, one of the characters in there keeps mentioning witchcraft. Yeah. Over and over and over again. And, and that takes place after WandaVision. So, so you say, oh yeah, you know, they, they're just starting this, you know, they're, you know, well, Jungle Cruise was already made. I don't believe that anymore. I, well, that's I don't, Marvel though. Marvel like does that stuff. But, right? but <laughs> okay. But, but I think Disney as well as, you know, they're taking sure. notes and I don't believe that, you know, just because something was made public doesn't mean that they haven't had this in their back pocket for potentially years. Yeah, they they could. I would there 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 was talks uh years ago, right, of uh of a night at the museum kind of sh- of movie uh at Magic Kingdom that I think John Favreau was going to do, but that you know, he just got too busy doing other stuff and it just got a, got kind of put on the shelf. This almost feels like a version of that with just more of like the lore of the parks, you know, in- included in it, right? Where they're going to make a whole universe around this. And it, and it makes sense cuz every single ride at Disney has a backstory, a really detailed backstory, right? So they they can easily do this. And like Damon said, there's so much to talk about here. There's so much that they can do. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. They, it might be included or it might just be, they might be just doing it as a separate entity. I I, I don't know. But I do also want to mention too, the guy that they're saying is going to be kind of in charge of this universe and is going to make this is a guy that did Star Trek uh, and uh, Battlestar Galactica and Outlander. Um, so this guy's got some, some credentials, like, you know, if you're, especially if you're into sci-fi, I guess, right? Se- but, um, second favorite show of all time past my other one is Battlestar Galactica, the reboot. Yeah, so, Phenomenal show. I'd be in on anything. Yeah, so they yeah. got a good guy for this, yeah. right? I mean, this is, yeah. this guy is, uh, yeah. is pretty, pretty acclaimed. So, yeah. So this isn't going to be a one and done thing. This, I, I feel this is going to be a very large 
story that we're going on here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, that's what I, that's what I feel like. I feel like they're, they're, they're taking this guy and, uh, you know, making him a very much like a, uh, uh, you know, ahead of this, uh, this, this, uh, cinematic universe. And there's going to be multiple TV shows and, and, you know, who, who knows, maybe movies included with that too. Like you're saying, maybe the jungle cruise movie, uh, you know, kind of, again, it's like the Marvel cinematic universe where you have movies and TV shows that all reference each other and, and all kind of fit together. And if, and if you get, you know, a guy to, or, you know, somebody to do that, uh, then to, to be able to, you know, make the, all that stuff work together and, and do it right. Then it's, it's going to be amazing. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> we, we should, we should, yeah, yeah, we should stop be because like I said, I, I could talk about the adventures club for another hour. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, every, a lot of, a lot of like super Disney nerd people are very, very, very psyched about the, the, the adventures club, uh, stuff coming up. So, for sure. So I'm going to go ahead and do our second ad, uh, and then we okay. can talk about food. How's that sound? I'm excited. Sounds good. Uh, so Monera, Monera Financial, uh, they, they are our second sponsor of this episode. Uh, if you're looking for financing options for your DVC purchase, we just talked about DVC resale market. And if you're looking to finance that purchase, look no further than Monera Financial. Monera, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monera offers lending with no credit checks, often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract, go check out their quick online course first you might be surprised just how affordable joining dvc can be so go to monerafinancial.com or call 317-245-8800 and when you speak to them be sure to let them know the welcome home sent you all right you guys want to talk about some food i'm already looking at the list so yeah let's go (laughs) i'm especially excited about this because i'm gonna get to go to this festival and eat all this stuff and and before the show today i was i was showing my wife this and and she was getting she was like ooh ooh like she just was very excited about all the stuff she was looking at so we're 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 excited to to get to eat some of this and we'll definitely share it when we're there uh you know what what we're eating so i I think we should probably do this like we usually do it right we'll go each section at a time and, and talk about this stuff uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm looking at, um, the first couple, they're all in future world. Like it's not, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so all right. the full flavor kitchen, you want to read this one or you want me to, well, uh, I don't think we have time to go through every single item. We're going to so. go, well, we, we're going to do our usual in or out, right? You know, like, how about we just do where you just, just pick right. one. Okay. All so, right. Right. um, so at full flavor kitchen, um, I would say the strawberry mousse because yep. none of the rest of it looks good to me. <laughs> I'm in strawberry mousse. Yeah, strawberry mousse sounds good, but I, I, I don't know what cookie butter worms and dirt is as a beverage. That sounds kind of interesting to me. So, <laughs> all right, next up. Yeah, all right, we got Epcot Sunshine Griddle. The I'm on a dessert kick, so the fried cinnamon roll bites with cream cheese oh. frosting and candy bacon. Oh, uh, avocado toasts with marinated toy box tomatoes and fresh goat cheese. I'm in on that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I might go, you know, I, I usually don't eat beef, but occasionally I do. And corned beef brisket hash with house-made potato barrels, onions, peppers, cheese curds, and a soft poached egg sounds amazing. That sounds really good. That. Yeah, I mean that's but the fried cinnamon roll bites I'm in for too. I'm I'm totally in. and the Fruit Loop shake. Uh, I was gonna say, can, can we that Fruit Loop shapes shake sounds wrong to me? Like, <laughs> sounds amazing. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm, if it, if I'm, it wasn't Fruit Loops and it was um, Fruity Pebbles, Fruity then Pebbles. I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I I would go for Fruity Pebbles. Uh, Still gonna eat it. 
Okay. All right. So the Honey Bee Bistro hosted by the National Honey Board. I love honey. I love honey so much that I've been to, you know, beekeeping classes and it was definitely on my list. I think I was outvoted by the family of having my own bees, but all that being said, there's every, I'd eat everything here. Sorry. I want all this. Too. Yeah. I sorry. All of it. <laughs> Can we specifically call it the lavender honey mustard marinated chicken flatbread? And I hate lavender. Like, so if I'm, you know what, I'm going to be out on that one. I'm going to be in on the other two. I, I would go for that. That looks like that's. That's a lavender's really- a smell, not a taste for me. That's how I view lavender. The the honey, the tupelo honey and sweet corn spoon bread with uh, jalapeno. I almost said jalapenos. Jalapenos. <laughs> jalapenos. <laughs> jalapenos. Bacon and house whipped honey butter. Just it looks and sounds. It amazing. looks very good. Just honey butter in general. I like. I I don't normally need butter, but when you say honey butter, I'm just like yes. Please more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The citrus blossom. Right. Uh, dude, the citrus braised crispy pork belly with kumquat and carrot. That's me. I'm in. But I do love an orange lemon smoothie, so I might be in on that too. I, I, I'm with you on the pork belly. That that looks really good. I would go pork belly too. Uh, and, and actually, the citrus shortcake sounds good. And I agree with you, Damon. Orange lemon smoothie sounds amazing, it, especially in a souvenir cup. I'm always a fan of a souvenir I'll be down cup. with that. Refresh, <laughs> refreshment port. In the showcase plaza, I'm going with the sausage and peppers poutine. Um, sorry, Trevor, but um, <laughs> oh, it's plant based too. Look at that! I didn't I'm realize. Definitely that. in on that. But what is this thing above it? What is that that I'm looking at? That looks is that popsicle that, trio? That was from the yeah. citrus blossom, wasn't it? No, no, no. no. It's it's the pictures above the thing. Yeah. So that's the oh, popsicle trio: honeydew, raspberry mint, and coconut lime. Uh, wow. I don't think I'm doing that because again, we're, I'm going to stick to one, and I'm going to say that it's the the poutine because you know it's I, I like that. The poutine that, sounds good. Even. That raspberry mint one. I'm assuming it's the middle one. Yeah, it, it, like that's drawing my eye so much. It's like it, <laughs> it's it's not it's not even that I'm like I'm up on the flavors. It's just it looks it, it's so enticing. Something about that the, the way they presented that. I don't know. <laughs> it looks good. I mean, the whole plate looks good, yeah. right? Yeah, the whole plate looks delicious. All right, so next is the pineapple promenade, and I think I'm out. Just for all of it? Yeah, like, really? I, can, I can always get Dole Whip. I'm out. Yeah, this Dole is Whip kind with of... Fanta, I never... Yeah. I've, I haven't considered that before. I'm curious. I think they've that had that, though. I think you can get that. I've yeah. never found a Dole Whip with Fanta. It's always been with pineapple juice. No, I think you can get that every once in a while, or at certain places, or, or more often than just this. Yeah, I think it does pop this. up sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm out on that. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, pineapple. Yeah, you're right. We we can get Dole Whip other places, and they're not really putting anything else in there that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing there that seems just to be like a little quick serve kind of place, like yeah. you know, to get a drink basically. All right. So the Trial and Trellis, which is hosted by Impossible Foods, right? So we're talking plant based stuff here. I tried the sausage and kale soup, which I like regular of that, and I might I do the corn on the cob with the garlic spread because I love corn and I love garlic. I'm I'm in on that too. I love street corn. Yeah. Love street corn, so yeah. I'm in on that one too. Yeah, that's easy. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> this this refreshment outpost, the pineapple skewer with the the tajin seasoning. I- I'm interested, but I know it's going to be so expensive, and I'm going to go, yo, this is just a piece of pineapple. <laughs> it's straight up a piece of pineapple so, on a stick with some seasoning on it. Yeah. So, so here's the interesting thing, is that, that that seasoning, you can get that in Disneyland. It, like, if you just buy a Dole Whip, you can ask them for a pack of that seasoning to put on your Dole Whip, because people oh, really? like that. Yeah, it's like a, huh. it's like that heat and sweet thing, right? 
So, mm-hmm. so everywhere other than Florida, that is readily available because you can also get it in Hawaii. I've, I've looked into all this, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. so yeah, I find it, you're right. I find it funny that they're selling this as like, oh, this is a, you know, a, food and wine thing when really it, they should just be offering it with Dole Whips and I don't know why they do. All right. So we got yeah. the farmer's market, Germany. Um, I'm going to say the potato pancake with caramelized ham, onions and herb sour cream. I'm in on. I want all of this. I, I want the, the potato pancakes with applesauce. I want the, the one you just mentioned, the, the toasted pretzel bread with black forest ham and melted Gruyere. Ooh, warm cheese strudel with mixed berries. But Give see, it all Tom, to Tom, you're all. already messing up because, see, you, out of anybody, have to be the one <laughs> yeah. that's only choosing one because you're going to get beat if you don't. I No, you're you're definitely right about that because it's I can't eat all this, right? I'm going to have yeah. to choose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're going to be the one standing there. <laughs> yeah, we, we've <laughs> been through this before. Yeah, I mean, even when we went, yeah. it's tough. All right, so Magnolia Terrace. Wait, wait, uh, Trevor didn't pick one. I don't think. Uh, I want the uh, the pancake with applesauce. All right. Okay. All right, Magnolia Terrace. Okay. I'm out on everything. Um, let me see here. So yeah, I'm not really feeling any of those. Okay, actually. I, I cannot pronounce the it. The, the crawfish tu- one? Crawfish touffe. Etouffee? Yeah. Okay. I guess etouffee. Etouffee. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm curious because that, that looks almost like a, I'm sure somebody's going to get mad at me for this, but it looks almost like a jambalaya or something, but I'm sure it's not the same thing, but I'm, it, not, yeah, I'm curious. I'm not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, I'm not feeling any of this. Now, stuff, Morocco. Um, I'm out on that too. Completely out of yeah. Morocco? We missed the mini funnel cake, but that's okay. It's just a funnel cake. Um, this, yeah, I'm kind of out on that too. Uh, I, although I'd, I'd, I'd like a good lemon cake. That yeah, but you, you see, I'm trying to help you out, Tom. I think you're out because it, you're not all in on it, and you're no, no, no. Listen, I'm just saying if I have to pick, that's what I'm going to go. Yeah. Through. Like I'm not going to like ha- go to every booth and be like, well, I don't really want this, but I'm going to get it anyway. I'm not going to do right, that. So just say like, you're out then, well, yeah, yeah. Tom. You have to play this game like you're there. I, that's true. I do. Yeah, that's right. true. <laughs> La Island, uh, the La Isla Fresca. La Isla Fresca. I'm out on all of this. Really? You wouldn't go for that moose cup? <sighs> no, I'm. I'm going to pretend like I'm playing like Tom, and I'm there. Now it's see, only going to be see, things I w- that I okay, know I, I can. Eat. I would go for the moose cup if I was standing there. Yeah, I. You know, I. I'm not a big lamb or shrimp fan. I mean, I. So I, if, I agree. Yeah. Like, if I have to pick something from there, but now I'm starting to be a little bit more like, mm, I yeah, see. Yeah, I. I want careful. this yeah. world showcase watermelon salad with pickled onions, feta, and balsamic more. And I've had that many times at Disney. I want that way more than I want the stuff above it. Gotcha. That's so right. I've had a bunch of this stuff. Wait, we've been there for this. Um, that watermelon salad is phenomenal. Um, at, this is at the world show place. This one's tough because I'd also want the key lime tart. Oh yeah, I, I'm the beef brisket, burnt ends, and smoked pork belly slider with garlic sausage, chorizo, cheddar fondue, and house made pickles sounds amazing. That sounds fantastic. I, I think I'm I think I'm gonna get that when we go. That's on my list. There you go. <laughs> but the key lime tart sounds good too. I'm not a big tart fan, but I, I would get that. Yeah, yeah. That that brisket looks good. <laughs> That's those sandwiches look amazing. <laughs> All right. So next we have Epcot Farmers Feast in the World Showcase rotating menu. Um, I do like onion soup, but I feel like I always choke on the cheese. So I'm going to be out on that. And I love beets. I love beets. So a red beet mousse. Really? 
I'm going to be in on this, even though I normally wouldn't be. It's beets. I love beets. Beets are the best. They taste like dirt. Who doesn't love eating dirt? <laughs> Everyone. No, beets are awesome. <laughs> what are you talking about? What no one likes eating dirt. <laughs> beets are great. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, equating it to eating dirt, though? What? <laughs> oh, beets 100% taste like dirt. <laughs> okay. Really but they taste like good dirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not eating anything here. I might eat the the cheesecake on oatmeal raisin cookie butter. That sounds kind of good. But outside of that, which is further down. Yeah. Oh my well, goodness. I see right, the we, we have to see this over or yeah. We're yeah, definitely but, slipping here. All right. So, okay. Cider House, um nothing that I'm eating there. Um Yeah, that's I'll a do, plus for me too. All right. Really, I'll do the dark chocolate raspberry. Uh, good tart. for that you. All right, Northern Bloom, Canada. <laughs> watermelon hard cider too. I'll rock um, watermelon hard cider. I'm out on everything in Canada. Sorry, Northern Bloom, Canada. I'm out. <laughs> uh, don't apologize to me. No, this is entertaining to me either. Uh the griddled maple pound cake sounds right. good to me. With Tom has like compote. eight million desserts. There's no way he's eating all yeah. of them, or he's getting rolled out there. All, <laughs> all right, in Mexico, the tostada. Braised pork on crispy corn tortilla with black beans, pickled onions. Anything pickled. I love pickled everything. I'm in on really? that. Hmm. I'm not feeling any of this, actually. No. So, okay. I, I, I want the taco vampiro just because of the name. Sounds good. All right. The vampire you know what? taco. I, I would get that. That looks kind of good. Right. Yeah. No, that, that Lotus House. Yeah. I'm in on the bonbon chicken skewer with sesame and peanut sauce. And That's yep, good. I'm, I'm in yeah. on that. Peanut sauce is mine. Yeah, I love peanut sauce. Uh, yeah, good peanut sauce is amazing. Yeah, I'm in on that. I'm All right, that. the Primavera Kitchen. The fried risotto balls are the bomb. I've had them before already there. I'm in on those. Well, I mean, I I, I'll, I want that, and I want a cannoli, too. So I, I'm, I don't really like cannolis. It sounds crazy, but I just really don't. I love cannolis. But I do love that. I've had the risotto balls, too, and they're really, really All right, good. Japan. What about Trevor? Trevor, Trevor you got you no, got to step up here. It's... You're getting okay. Sorry, fine. Uh, the uh, there's nothing I want. Okay, even better. <laughs> All right, Japan, yeah. Frushi. I'm in on Frushi. There's absolutely no reason why I'm not in on Frushi. <laughs> because it's not actually sushi. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it looks good. Pink I, soy wrap. wrap I, I'm in on that, yeah. and I'm also in on the pork shank. Even though I don't like mushrooms and truffles, in theory, are the gentleman's mushroom. I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll still do it because it's got garlic chips and pork shank. All right. It does look really good. It yeah, does. It the, does look France. Good. I, I've had. I've had soy glazed pork shank. That yeah, that'll be really good. Ah, France. <laughs> ah, France. That's a whole lot of things I can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah, I don't love Jesus macarons. Macarons, whatever. I know there's one called one yeah. thing and one called the other thing. I don't like. I don't like it. I'm out. What about the large? Oh, okay. I'm I'm looking at the last thing. The beignets. Those look good. Uh, yeah, beignets are just oil donuts. I mean, come on. They're they're mostly air. That's the big problem with beignets. Well, vanilla cream and glazed with caramel. Yeah, I don't know. And and Joffrey's. Ben. All right. So okay. So if you got here by the time you finished going all the rest of the way, exactly, around, you're eating you nothing. Would, you would not want that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I well, we, we covered that pretty well. <laughs> oh man. That wait. I, there's still more though. stuff to talk about. Well, we just a follow up from last week about the 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 ticketed Disney event in California Adventure, 
and and basically i i just wanted to see it's it we were speculating on what the cost was going to be and whether it'd be worth it and it's it's 75 dollars is what it's been announced that includes parking it includes a 25 dollar dining gift card and photo pass which i don't know what photos you're taking but well i mean any photo i mean i mean are they gonna have like photographers everywhere and characters or like what well, you can't do characters, can't do characters right characters, now. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. so what is what is the photo pass thing? Well, I mean, think about it. You get so you get twenty five dollars worth of food, and you get free parking, and you get some pictures. That right there is like what forty bucks, probably forty five bucks. Yeah. So, and, and then I mean, the, I'll the take photo free pass, pictures. You, the, yeah, they have pictures like like it's not just characters, but like you know, standing in front of cars, like Cars Land and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's not that yeah, bad. I mean, I'm I surprised it's cheaper than I thought. I'll be honest with you. Oh really? Okay. I mean, do you think it's worth it? I mean, would you guys do it if you were close by? If I were close by, maybe I would. It's, do it. it's but so, I'm not, so not going to fly there because yeah. If you if if I'm in a bubble, would I do it? Yes. I mean, I wouldn't do it, right? But I would do it yeah, if yeah. that makes sure. sense. Sure. The the problem is for three of us that is over two hundred dollars for yeah. yeah. Like that's to walk around and eat some food and take yeah. It, it, if yeah. I was by myself, <laughs> I would do it. But if I was if I was taking the whole family, that yeah, that's kind of pushing it. It's, it's interesting because is it? It must be well. It's twenty five dollars though per ticket, Trevor. So you are getting some redeemable food action going on here, but you don't actually make out on the parking, right? See, that's where it is. The the less amount of people you make out, better on the parking, but you get another twenty five dollars, yeah. right? So it it doesn't become cost effective as you go up with more people. I don't feel like you're right. One person, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah when, when when you're two scaling people, up to not a bad. group, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, five people, yeah, even two really people, enough. I because yeah. <laughs> two people, it, it's still you know even with the twenty five dollars that you know it's still like a hundred bucks, which is doable. Like yeah. it's yeah, it's interesting. I, I that's not the price point I expected, but I also don't know what I really expected. I don't know if I thought it would be higher or lower, but you know, it's it's not bad. It's it's not worse than I thought, and it includes some interesting things. I feel like if you're, like, dying to get into Disneyland and eat some of the food that you love, then this is a great event for you. I wouldn't fly there, though, for it. No, know? absolutely not. I mean, they, they're, yeah, they're they're selling all the, like, they're, they're even offering um, the, the Monte Cristo, which normally you find in New Orleans. Um, so they're, they're bringing stuff over from the Disneyland park to California Adventure as part of this, which, again, you know, it's kind of yeah, if you're really missing that stuff, I can see that see why you would go. But again, uh, I can't justify getting on a plane just to go have a Monte Cristo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so this is a, this is a locals event. This is a, an event for locals. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. Okay. <clears throat> so as usual, um, if you guys want to reach us by email, we've had a couple of uh, great listener questions and follow ups come to us through email. You can find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail we uh, we love hearing your questions, and if you if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, that's also another great place to uh, to get your questions out to us because we do post a thread there every week that you can put your questions in and get them on the show. Um, else, or so I mentioned the Facebook group already. You can also find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast uh, and Instagram as Welcome Home Picks. Oh, sorry, I missed the YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm reading too fast down the list. Uh, so also, you can find our YouTube channel, which is called Welcome Home Podcast, which uh, every time we do live shows, which as we get back to more park trips and stuff like that, you should see more 
content coming out on there, but, uh, Trevor, don't lie. Yeah, for now. Come on. No, it's, <laughs> we, it, that's still a ways off. It's, <laughs> I'll, I'll, it's I'll definitely, soon. there will I'll be admit. some things on the YouTube channel when I go. So. Exactly. I, I was surprised. I was looking through my YouTube channel and I did like a POV from like the wilderness lodge pool. It's got like 20,000 views. I did like, um, what did I do? Something else like even like sillier. And I was like, man, it's got 25,000 views. Wow. Okay. I was surprised. You, you yeah. could do stuff like that and people eat it up. The, and the, that's the thing is, you know, we, we need to get back to Disney first before there's more reasons to do stuff like that. Yeah. But, but we are ready for it. That's why we have the YouTube channel. Um, out, outside of all that, if you guys decide that you follow us enough and you want to actually have some merchandise or if you're needing masks, because, hey, we have masks, you can always go to oh. store.welcomehomepodcast.com. That, that was and, it. I wanted to talk about masks. I guess next episode. Oh, you did? Oh. Okay. Okay. You, you want to talk about it right nope. now? You I got new masks, though, so I'll talk about them next okay. episode. So so right. stay tuned for that next episode. But in the meantime, you can go I, to I, our I, web. I tell Tom to write it down, but he'll forget. That's true. That's 100% <laughs> true. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> All right, where was I? <laughs> are you, are you, store? Are you, are you, store? You're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah. Store. Yeah. So hey, we yeah. can uh, you can get shirts, you can get mugs, you can get all kinds of stuff on there that is welcome home, and uh, make sure you check that out. And as usual, we we love seeing those reviews on iTunes. Uh, to to <laughs> Damon's point, you know, you know, if you're going to leave us a review, you know, g- give us. Give us reasons what you like and what you don't like about the podcast. We love hearing your feedback, um, but don't, you know, saying, you know, I don't like Damon. That's not really a review. <laughs> I mean, maybe for some people it is. I mean, yeah. yeah. But but that's fine. You know, if you, if you don't like Damon, that's fine. But we, we need a little bit more information than that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, and, and don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any place you can find podcasts. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that says Disney and DVC. Just a reminder to our listeners, as always, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, any and all opinions we express on this show are our own. Uh, so please consult a Disney cast member or D- uh, DVC representative for more information about anything we talked about today. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors, DVC Resale Market and Monera Financial, for sp- sponsoring this episode. Please check them out. If you didn't catch their websites they are in the show notes so you should be able to see those when you download your episode or if you go to our website you can see that stuff too so uh, join us next time for more disney parks discussion of course more dvc talk hope to see you all real soon this is skipper albert awol the voice of the jungle signing off from welcome home podcast on the dvc when we hit a chair how she can cuddle is no man's affair I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.